Hey, Tara. Hey, Johnny. <laughs> What's going on, my love? You know, um, nothing and everything and all of that stuff. Yeah. So we have a little what bit of I... news for. I, well, I want to get to a little bit of news we have for our for our listeners. Yeah. Um, we've decided to take a hiatus during the summer because all successful shows do that. And why should we be an exception? Am I right? You are absolutely right. And we want to gear up. We, we want to gear up for uh, the election. So we will come back raring to go in September. Yes. Uh, but uh, if you're not listening every week, now you can catch up. And right. So this, this will be the end of our first season, which is very exciting. I've had an incredible time. Well, and we've interviewed about 21 people, right? Yep. Yeah, that, that's that's more than Barbara Walters did in her first year in 2020. <laughs> we, uh, we are actually better than Barbara Walters. We well, are... let's not go crazy. She's no. pretty amazing. Well, yes. Yes. Um, but uh, do you want to tell, guess, them, who are, do you tell yeah. them who are amazing? Oh, my fabulous. God. These are the best guests we have ever had. We have been they, trying to get these people forever. Uh, and you know, the reps are just dicks. So oh, they, they kept us at bay. So what we've done is uh, we're not only going to interview these guests, we're going to interview the re- person who represents these guests. Don't you know? Oh. <laughs> All right, enough riddles. The guests are Tara and myself, and we're going to interview our producer, who happens to also be our manager, Kyle Fred. Yes, which is very exciting. But um, we thought that, that this was a nice way to end the season only because, you know, we're always interviewing other people. And 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 what what better way to end and talk about? It's kind of like our, our yearbook. Yeah, oh, our prom. It's our, it's our prom and yearbook episode. Oh, my God. I totally, <laughs> I totally understand what the class of 2020 has gone through. Um, <laughs> Tara, never change. See you after college. <laughs> hope, hope we have classes together. Um, you are AQT. Do you remember that one? Uh-huh. You are AQT. I've had a crush on you. No, no one ever wrote that on my yearbook, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Have. Honey, I yeah, would have, I would have totally I would have been crushing on you and been like, I don't know who the Uruguayan immigrant boy is. And I he, know. You're you're so like textbook my high school type of beard. Like <laughs> <laughs> that is you the, fit all you 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 check off all the boxes on my on my That is beard. the sweetest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> and yeah, I would totally take you to prom. <laughs> um, um, I'm, I I have to say though on this on this topic, you know. We were we we drove to the beach yesterday, took the dogs for a, a run while while we we have ventured out into having our house actually cleaned by professionals lately, and so we leave like we like we like I skate out the back, you know Kyle leaves the keys they come in they clean and we go to the beach, but as we were driving through like the Palisades I saw so many signs, like congratulations graduates of 2020. I know. And I'm like, that just must wow. Like yeah. <laughs> not only not only are you not getting to like graduate, 
but you're getting you're missing all the parties and all the like yeah. let's face it everyone got laid on graduation night right well, not me but a lot of people did no, no you're not getting that either night. that was prom, oh, prom night. night okay okay graduation um, night's like more family got it yeah well they didn't have a prom either so. They didn't have a prom. They didn't have gra- of, of graduation. They didn't have any of the senior senior ditch day. Senior every day is senior ditch day in this pandemic. But no, they missed all of the things. But can you really miss something when you never had it? <gasps> that was so deep. That was so deep. Can you oh my God! Are we gonna do an hour of this bullshit? <laughs> Wow, um, what an asshole. You know what? Well, Let's get no, fabulous. No, no, no. No. I, I say nay. No, stop. I started my Don't day. Don't you nay spirit. me? I started my day super spiritual. I was at a Zoom bar mitzvah for my friend's kid. And um, actually, the rabbi was a woman, and she was really extraordinary. And she talked about a section in the Bible. You know, that book that people hold up, um, (laughs) which I know nothing about. (laughs) But she was talking about about creating your own future and how how this is the moment. Like if you miss the moment of opportunity where people's minds are open to change, then you may have to be waiting out in the wilderness for 40 years, according to the Bible, for another opportunity like this. And she was just very hopeful about how this moment is really a moment where we can, as as a world, massively shift our thinking. Um, I, you know, and maybe, I honestly, yeah. I don't think we have a choice at this point. I think that there, no. it's it's a, it's a reckoning. I mean, it's, I think, and I feel the same way as the rabbi feels. I actually feel very positive about our futures and our, what can come out of this, all the good, as horrible as it's been. I think my dog is going to just continue coughing. Uh, I think what I, I think what we're going to have at the end of this, when we look back, is going to be extraordinary. I really do. Yeah, I agree. I mean, <laughs> unless you're dead, but, <laughs> but yeah, what if you're you alive. Say? Unless you're oh, dead. unless you're dead. I just, this is where I went. I thought you said, I'm at your bed. And I was like, I looked around and I'm like, no, it's not. Uh, wow. We see where my mind is. Girl, um, you've been, you've been quarantined a long time. <laughs> God. Um, oh, well. All right. Let us bring on, uh, let's take a break and then let's bring on Kyle and let's bring right. on us. And yes. um, let's hope that we go give interview oh my god i'm going to try to say that again you better give good interview (laughs) yeah exactly um all right take a break and we'll come back with uh, the fabulous kyle fritz and we're back and today we have someone who has been listening to these conversations on on mute mode (laughs) for the past (laughs) six months our producer and Frankly, also our manager, Kyle Fritz. Hi, Kyle. Hello. Wait, what, wait, 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 wait. Stop, stop, stop. What else is he, Johnny? Oh, uh, he's my husband. Yeah, there we go. He's yeah, not my in full disclosure. In full disclosure. <laughs> <laughs> Pull back the full curtain. Is that what we're doing? We're pulling back the yeah, full curtain. Yeah, we are. I just, what's I just doubted you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, what Kyle, the what's it been time, like, Kara? What's it been like to be uh, listening in on these in-depth conversations with people and not being able to chime in? It's actually quite frustrating to not be able to chime in because you guys will ask a question or somebody will say something really fabulous and I'll want to be like, ah, I want to ask more questions. I want to know more about what that person was saying and I have to just sit here on my hands and listen. Um, mm. But it, so, mm. so it's been hard not to participate in some of the conversations, but at the same time, mm-hmm. as you both know, I don't love being out front and center. So there's, there's, there's that. Well, that's Johnny. True. You do real. You re- do realize that he just said we're not very good interviewers. Oh yeah. Totally. Oh my God. Yeah, okay. You see the abuse, people. Do you see the abuse I take as their manager? This is the kind well, of thing I'm dealing with all, all the time. Wait, wait, wait. Something everyone should know is that Tara and I get on get on the call usually early, and we do. Kyle listens, and we do what we call the wraparound, which is the intro and the outro of the show. And almost every fucking time. <laughs> Yeah. We like do it. It's like a five minute intro, and we're like, oh, here comes Kyle. And then we hear Kyle, he's like, eh, you could do better. Or our favorite is, that was all right. <laughs> or, or what we just got, that was fine. Um, but seriously, Kyle, you're, um, you just said something interesting that you don't like to be in front of the limelight, as it were, but you're actually doing an online lecture right i am i'm about to to launch my first online lecture and i'm doing it because um because of the circumstances of the industry right now and and what COVID has done to all of us i don't know when we're going to be able to go back and when i'm going to be able to meet actors in my office again and go to showcases again and Mm -hmm. visit sets again and i feel like this is a really good time for uh, newer actors or even actors that have been around a bit to hear some information and and take the time for them to prep so that when we do open back up, that they're really informed and, and their materials and all of their their ducks are in a row to like hit the ground running when we do get right. back up and going. So that's what I'm that's what I'm doing. I'm I'm trying to just stay productive and active and, and helpful. So if people wanted to um to take the lecture um I, i'm assuming this is like a part one of more but um what um where would they go for to sign up uh well they can go to kylesactingfiles.com mm-hmm. um and there is a website there where they can sign up um mm-hmm. we have a few the response has been really kind of overwhelmingly amazing so there are a few spots left that you can if you guys are interested you want to go on and, and check it out and it's something that seems like it interests you i would love to have you um, mm-hmm. and then they'll, they, you know, we will have some other opportunities. We're going to, we're going to, the, the first topic we're going to touch on is, is, is simply how to go back getting an agent and a, and a talent manager. And, and okay, um, well, let me ask oh, Tara, let's sign up for that. <laughs> oh, seriously. <laughs> See, the abuse again, the fucking abuse. Oh. I can't believe it. Oh. All right. Oh, excuse me. Can you, oh, oh, don't get me going. Anyway, Kyle, Kyle's very honest about a lot of things. Anyway. <laughs> No, I have a question, though. You said this is great for new actors. What about older actors? What about people who've been in the industry? Is there, do you, are you going to be talking to them, too, as far as, yes, I am well, talking about myself. Uh, no. I, <laughs> well, I am, especially with this particular first lecture, right, my, this particular first lecture, I wanted to be a, 
broad to cover people who are in the industry already or have been exposed to it a bit and also mm-hmm. the new people. So I'm going to go with the, we're going to skip the really basic stuff for the first and we're going to go with the more advanced on how to really conduct yourself um, during an interview and how to get the most out of a, uh, out of an interview and a, and a meeting with an agent and a manager. That's where we're going to start. And then, okay. then we may, then we may go back to some more basics for people who just have not been exposed to it at all. Well, that's um, really valuable, I think, for an actor, or like honestly, for any actor, because mm-hmm. you know, for us, like we've been with the same reps for a long time. Should we have to hint, hint, have to go find someone new? Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do in a room. <laughs> I mean, I honestly, I'm, I'm being no, it's true. but yeah. Well, and, but what I'm gonna, what I'm gonna, what I'm gonna talk about too is gonna also apply to the casting office as well. If we ever get right. to go back in those rooms, I mean. Right. It's going to be a while before we're going to be meeting in person. So we're and we're also going to talk about I think the best way to um do some of this stuff virtually because I think we're going to be doing a lot of it virtually for a while. You're going to be right. putting putting yourselves on on tape for auditions and there's all kinds and of tricks I, and things to I be doing. I will be honest. That. I will be honest with you and I know I keep going I'm I'm talking about the older actors, but again, that is not something that certainly, you know, Johnny and I were doing in our 20s. And I think it's super important for people of any age to really get that shit down because mm-hmm. this, it, this is your audition now. And I do think it's going to be like this for at least a year, at least until there's a vaccine, you know. So yeah. you better learn how to do it. And you better yeah. learn the best way to do it and the best way to put yourself out there. Well, I can help give you, you know, people a lot of tools to do that. And and it's, our business has changed tremendously over the last 25, yeah. 20 years. I mean, I used to drive pictures and resumes to the studio right. to the casting <laughs> directors. I remember yeah, that. I think I drove them. For, I was you, your driver. <laughs> you would drive me and I'd jump in and I'd run out and I'd go beg somebody to be seen. That, I mean, and now, you know, and over the last couple of years, we have had, Kara, oh, you know this, Jonathan, you, we come, you guys can come to the office and we'll put you on tape and I'll redirect you and we'll work on it and, we'll, and then we'll submit it and we'll put all the titles. We won't even be able to do that anymore. So you, as actors, you're going to have to really have the tools in your home, the best backgrounds, the best lighting, all the best things to put, your, right. you know, put yourself out there. So and, those are some of the people, things we're going to cover. People don't need to be freaked out by that because you literally can go on and make a package on Amazon for less than, you know, I, I'm very excited for you because quite honestly, I think there's not, um, I can talk to the quality of you as a manager, uh, but I don't think there's a, a lot of times I'll see people going, uh, you know, signing up for something and I'm like, why would you trust that person? They have, they have no track record and yet right. they're going to be, and I, I'm very proud of you, and I think you are. Take it from me, because I'm not. I'm. Uh, uh, Kyle's in my first meeting. Kyle and I've known each other for a very long time, but at our first meeting, to talk about management, I said I don't necessarily believe in managers. So I was not an easy sell, was I, Kyle? Um, you're, you're, you're not easy anything. Well. I'll take oh, that back, you but... nasty little. <laughs> <laughs> 
when she's not in quarantine, she's really easy. Um, <laughs> matter of fact, she's free. Uh, <laughs> God, wow. Hey, wow. Uh, no, no lie uh, wait, 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 hold on. Let's talk to and I wanna I wanna shout out to you as well. I you know, I as your husband and your client, I've actually gotten to see you, you know, really develop. I mean, Tara and I were in the industry before we met you and we we have a history, but you know, watching you take careers where there mm-hmm. were I mean, this is just an example, like someone who you know, that you believed in, you thought had talent and other people didn't see it, you know, fast forward 13 years for winning an Oscar. Like these are people you developed. And that's, that is like, that is a big deal. I mean, let, let's be honest. So people, people dream of becoming actors and being and working in Hollywood. Um, the idea of winning awards just seems so completely out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> and yet, uh, a lot of your clients have gotten all the way to that place, and that's you know I think it's a tribute to your ability to spot talent. I've been so extremely lucky. First of all, I don't even know how to take all this niceness, but um, I I, I I've been extremely lucky, and I will say that that when your client wins an award that you've taken from the beginning and taken the journey with them, because it's a team sport, uh. There's nothing more exciting. I mean, I, I, I don't cry very often, but when somebody wins an award, you'll see me in the lobby, you know, blabbering. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I, you, I remember you calling when Greg, when Greg Rickard won his first Emmy, crying from the lobby at the, uh, was it Radio, Radio City, City Music Hall? Yeah, yeah. And you're like, he won! <laughs> <laughs> it's very but, sweet. And, and you get you very eternal. And, yeah, yeah, yeah you're very much, You know, it's just very, it's it's a team sport, and when it works out well, it, it becomes, um, you know, you're, you get to be really close. You travel right. together, you spend a lot of time together, and you go through hard times together and good times together. And so those And literally, moments, Kyle... Literally, I will say this, you are, because there are a lot of people in this industry who uh, blow smoke up their clients' ass, and they're, you have always been somebody who has been honest lately. Yeah, you are. But I, I think that there is, I trust you so implicitly, and I, you know, I'm, I'm very blessed that not only are you a, a kind of friend, um, no. <laughs> no, Johnny's your husband. I I have no skin in the game as far as I'm not sleeping with you. But no, I have always look. There are times that it's hard to hear stuff, and but I well, love sometimes how it honest. Can, sometimes it can get me into trouble, and but it does. I do think that that's one of my strengths. As I as I try to be as authentic and forthcoming as that's I can, right. because I can't I can't help you do this if I if I can't be honest with you it's just not it's just not the way and by the way let's be clear Jonathan was not my client when I first slept with him and I've never no. slept with a client so let's just, let's yeah. just be clear. <laughs> in this me too world that's never happened ever but I was so good he signed me the next day <laughs> <laughs> that was and not, little not true just kidding wait, little, wait, little known fact who was there the night you guys got together? And I don't mean there as far as we were all in the same room, but I was there when they got together. You were, mm-hmm. and you also were a client. I was not a client. I was not a you, client until 
No, I was not a client for a long time. No, no, we were we were friends for quite a while before we before we got married. Um, uh, no, well, but as I'm, much as I, I, I think. So, just go, Johnny. Go. Well, you know, I'm the clock watcher, and I've had, I've heard enough of my husband for now. So, Kyle. Oh uh, wow! Listen, wow! Listen, wow. the day you can get this miss thing over here and me a fucking Emmy, Oscar, or any other award, you were invited to come back on the show. <laughs> Well, that, until then, that, until then, I'm not. But let me just say something <laughs> that that Tara, Tara, I can't tell you much, but Tara may be having an opportunity very soon to do that. What? So let, oh my God! Could, oh, he's such a liar! Oh my I, God! Uh, Here I this, was saying how truthful you are, and then you go and say something like that. You, um, I'm not. You know, for you know, damn sure I'm telling the truth. You know what you just said. Yeah, you got a gig coming up that you can't talk about that could put you in that place, but we'll yeah. see about that. Yeah. We'll see. Um, <laughs> all right. All right. Um, Kyle, we're going to, we'll, we'll put the link up and everything, but I do, I, you, you guys, and I don't, you have to understand, and I think John is the same way. We wouldn't talk about this if we did not absolutely believe in it i would have said yeah no um but this is i'm very proud of you and i think that you're going to be um you're going to be a gift to a lot of people you have been to us let's hope i i I can uh i can deliver the goods but this is your idea not mine i'm i'm gonna get off now thank you for having me thank you for having me i love you guys and have a great hiatus thank you thank you we're excited (laughs) All right, now I'm turning the show back to you, but I'm listening. Uh-oh. Okay. Oh, great. Oh, oh, come back on and go. Da- yeah. Daddy's on. Daddy's on mute. <laughs> All right, let's, let's take a little break, and when we come back, <laughs> I who goes first? Are you going to do I'm me gonna, or am I going to do you? Oh, I'm huh? going to do you, baby. All right. When, when we come back, Tara's going to do me. We'll be right back. We are back, and I could not be more excited to interview our guest, Jonathan Delarco. Hi, Tara. Hi, Johnny. <laughs> that's my inter- that's my actor being interviewed voice. Hi, Tara. <laughs> Hi, Johnny. Um, Mr. Delarco, I okay. I'm gonna make you tell the story that you told me yesterday, but we're gonna oh, do Lord. that in a second. <laughs> um, can I talk to you? I mean, we, I think I think people have gotten to know you a little bit yes. over. You know, certainly over over the course of this show, and mm-hmm. we know we know you're an immigrant, you're gay, blah blah blah. blah, blah. Um, how this has been kind of a, a an amazing past year for you, and yeah. I, I just I'm again what we were just talking about with Kyle. There is something to me, there is nothing more exciting than watching the people that I know and love have great success. I just, it is like a drug to me. No, it's just a drug to me. And I have been, and I think uh, we've talked about this. I had never seen a Star Trek episode, not even in the original Star Trek. And I got to watch your stuff uh, this last year on Picard. And I got to tell you, I have always known you were an extraordinary actor. I, I just, I'm, you are, you are, I just absolutely adore you. And I am, I just think you are so talented. And that's Thank the you, my last, love. that is the last nice thing I'm saying to you for the rest of this call. Okay. okay. Um, uh, and, I, no, and I will I, accept it. Um, going back on that show, 
you know, going back on that show was so personal for me. And um, I just wanted to invest as much of myself and what I consider my artistry over the years into the job. Um, and so even though it did end the way it did, for those that haven't seen it, I get killed. Um, it, um, it, afforded me, it afforded me a great opportunity because when you're doing something that at some point you realize has an end date, you, um, you go either, you either, either withdraw or you go all in, you know? And um, I was like all in, you know, all in on, on Blackjack. So I'm, I'm glad it worked out. And I'm glad it worked out too. And I, I, I can't wait to see what's next for you because you are, you are the bee's knees. Tell me about uh, doing the. Tell me about doing this podcast with me. What? So fun. What? I mean, <laughs> well, it's been just fun to like talk to you every week, you know. And you, you and I get to talk several times a week as we plan the show and as we, you know, we do our production meetings and we discuss strategy and then the edit. So. The idea of, my God, am I not going to talk to you all summer? Um, I'm not telling you. Um, Yeah, it's been a great project. Um, And and also getting to bring our friends on. You Mm -hmm. know, you brought a lot of your friends on. I brought a lot of my friends on. And, you know, getting to know you in a way deeper through other people's experience of you. You know? Cool. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. I have, I've, I've, again, and I remember the first time that you and I, when you approached me about doing this, was I said to you, I'm not political. I mean, I'm not, I'm not well, I'm not well versed politically. And I was and like, perfect. I, <laughs> exactly. And I think I've, I've loved, I've loved learning from you. I really have, because I think you are, uh, you come at, you come at the, the political side from such a, uh, because you are an immigrant and because you are, you know, I I love, I love listening to you and listening to your viewpoints and stuff like that. And, you know, I I, I haven't, you know, told you that I disagree with you 90% of the time, but uh, (laughs) no, I don't. Oh my Um, God. She sits there with her big America great hat. (laughs) Oh my God. What would you do? What? Oh my God. Oh. I would fucking jump out of my window. Um, you know, it's interesting you were saying like about political knowledge and all that. I feel like I've learned so much from our guests. Yeah. And actually, oh my God. you know, actually like what's happening now with Black Lives Matter and like, you know, even like Juneteenth this week, you know, there, there's, I, I am going to admit total fucking ignorance on the full history of our country um, because you know, I grew up with a very limited um, education, uh, public education, and it wasn't great. And there were a lot of things I didn't learn about our history. And, and I do say our history because, you know, it, when people say that's black history, well, that's just bullshit to me. That's American history, you know. And so I'm very humbled by what I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there is a lot I don't know, like a lot. And so I'm I'm excited to you know, to learn more and to open up even more about, you know, the, the millennia, millennia, the multiple, you know, things are going on politically and, and, and semi-politically in our world, right? There's so many 
there's just so many layers to the structure of our government, law enforcement, the law, all of it, you know? And none of so, this is going to be solved. It's not going to be solved in November. It's not going to be solved no. next week. But I do think I I have been so amazed and saddened and but but more amazed at the fact that we are, I think, for the first time in a long time, the same way I said about the Me Too movement, this doesn't feel like it's going away next week because right. there's some other news cycle coming up. This is right. this is an amazing time in this country. And I feel very strongly that as a white woman, I need to just shut the fuck up and listen. Yeah. That is that is my job right now. I that that's the you know, yes, I am I am I'm let just me, let me, I wanna ask you something though. If your uh, name no, was, I, if your name was Karen, would you change uh-huh. it now? Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> You have no idea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and why do they all have the same haircut? Anyway. I don't um, know. Oh, honey. No, it's, it's, um, it makes me, uh, I just, I think that's, that's the best advice I gave myself, which is just shut up and listen. Yeah. Watch, yeah. learn, read, and uh, be, uh, be very humble in your, I, I love that you just said you're, you, you don't know. And I don't. I don't think any of us know. Even if I had a great education, Johnny, I I don't know most things. I don't think our history books talk about. I mean, you there know, was like, just one. There was like library, one little. Yeah. Library one just, chapter, you know. Right. And, and, exactly. Exactly. And the, and the resistance to freedom, right? And and the things states did to suppress. I mean, I, I just got. Uh, informed by watching some someone did a special on I want to say CNN you know photos are very big for me like looking at images of another time and mm-hmm. and it, they were talking about you know what was called I think it was called Black Wall Street in Tulsa where yeah, which... <laughs> you had very successful black people like at the turn of the century and how the anger from from racist whites of the fact why should these black people have these beautiful homes and it would just really struck me like how little I knew about all of that and what they did to them the burning down the you know the lynchings I mean of course yep. I knew there were lynchings in in our history but but I had no idea they were related in that particular case to people being too successful and and it just you know, it harkens back to this repetition of some of the worst things in history keep repeating themselves, right? And um, yep. yeah, more to learn. Just a lot more to learn. So much more to learn. And uh, we've had a we've had a kind of extraordinary week as far as our Supreme Court. I know. Uh, and I know. I, I I think it was your tweet, wasn't it, where you were like, "It's good to be a gay immigrant this week." Uh, this week. Just this week. <laughs> Just this week. Yeah. But no, I, I, I'm, I was. That was in the midst of all of this turmoil. That was, that was a, a really good week. Really um, good. You, you alluded to my little funny story that I told you yesterday. You want to share you have, it now? Okay. Okay. You have to because <laughs> this speaks, you guys, and then I've got one. But this okay. speaks to oh, and Johnny, it's a different one than I told you yesterday. It's gonna make okay, it, good. it's it's on par with yours. But this 
folks. <laughs> when you go, oh, people are so lucky as actors. They live. Yeah. They, you know, these these stories will tell you how not true that is, Johnny. Well, okay. Well, as many of you may know, I've been doing conventions, Star Trek conventions, for three years or so since I did Star Trek twenty five years ago, and. Um, Every once in a while, you go to a convention that's a little too big for your level of fame, meaning no one knows who the fuck you are. Uh, <laughs> and it's usually not a Star Trek convention. It's usually like one of these like multimedia things. So this one, this one was called Dragon Con. And basically, Dragon Con was a cosplay con, which means people really get off on the idea of themselves dressing up as characters, not that interested in the actors. So what you then have is a bunch of actors, hundreds of us, in a giant open area with a table and pictures. And you have like extensions holding the line, supposedly where hundreds of gathered. Well, <laughs> mine was a little empty. And I was sitting at that table for quite a while by myself. And I noticed like down the, the, down the stanchion, all the way down the corridor, I saw this woman kind of peeking at me and waving at me and I was like, oh, hi. And as she sort of, you know, gingerly approached me, I took notice that I think her costume was kitchen appliances. And I, <laughs> and I say that because in her right hand, around her index finger, she had a, a tiny whisk, you know, like for, for, for mixing batter. And on her thumb, she had like a potato masher and she was very nice. And she came up to my table and she said, hi, I'm so sorry. And I was like, why? She goes, there's no one at your table. And I'm like, oh, no, it's fine. I had a, I had a busy morning. And she said, she says, no, you didn't. I was watching. And I said, well, no, earlier today. She goes, I know I was here. I'm sorry. No one came for you. And I was like, oh, damn, I couldn't be mean because she was being really nice. I was like, it's really fine. Would you like a picture? No, I don't really know your show. And I said, okay. And then she goes, but I do know, I do know the major crimes one that you're on. I said, oh, she goes, yeah, can I ask you a question? I said, sure. She goes, and then she took her whisk finger and her mashed potato finger and, and made a tiny, tiny little motion. She goes, Tell me why your part is so teeny, weeny, tiny, tiny, tiny. And all I could see was that whisk and potato masher coming at me to emphasize the minuscule level of fame I had at that moment. And boy, if you don't go back to your room and laugh at yourself after that, you, you've got problems. So, yeah, that's fame for you. And um, that is a, Oh, my God, Johnny. But that's the thing. Nobody understands, like, it's when somebody will see you and they will say, oh, you know, you, yeah, you, you look so much smaller in real life. You look so much larger on TV. And you're like, wow, this shit happens all the oh, yeah. time. And people don't know. But my advice, if you see somebody you love, don't ask them questions. <laughs> like, why is your heart so teeny tiny? Johnny, I love that story so much. I know, I it's love, funny. Oh, my God, you and your teeny tiny career. Oh, um, well, what are you going to do? I'm a whisk and a potato masher. <laughs> I just, 
I just absolutely love you. Oh my God. Okay. Well, I think I would take a break and it'll be your turn on the hot seat. Oh no, I I need to just tell you the story. I'll need to launch once we get back. (laughs) We'll be right back. And we're back in our phenomenal, fantastic, sexy quarantine babe on the phone. Sarah Carstian. Hey, babe. Oh, hi, honey. So, turn around to Fair Play. Now, you give me an embarrassing fan slash showbiz. Oh, who the hell are you, actor? Recite me your resume. Story, okay. please. Okay. Johnny, <laughs> okay. This, is, this is for you. Because this is... Okay. I have, a, I have a dear friend, and we call each other, and we go, oh, my God, I have a loser story for you. Meaning that you were the loser. <laughs> you were so the loser, one, yeah. This is one of my loser stories. Um, so I was doing a TV show a few years ago called Doubt. And my manager... Your By the way, I just thought you said gout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was the... That was, uh, it's a show about old people. No. So your uh, husband manager, that schmuck who was just our guest, uh, called me and he said, so, hey, they reached out They uh, from, uh, I think I forget what the thing's called. It's fabulous. It's called like Read Across America or something. Mm-hmm. And he said, so they would like you to go read uh, at a kid's school, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, of course, of course I will. I love you. I love to read. Mm-hmm. So, um, he sends over the letter from them. And it's a very lovely letter. And it says, will, will Miss Carcine please also bring 25 pictures? And because of what we were talking about with Kyle, nobody has pictures anymore, you know? Right. right. So I went, oh, my God, I'm doing this on Friday and it's a Wednesday. So I, I found someplace that did 24-hour turnaround with pictures. I had to drive way the hell out. Unless they're in California, they won't know, but it was Van Nuys. And I mean, way the hell out there. And then I had to come back 24 hours later. I picked up the pictures and I go to this school and it's, it's, it's not in one of the best neighborhoods. And I go in and they come and they get me and they take me into the classroom. And I'm thinking, these kids don't know, you know, they don't, they're not watching doubt. I, I doubt it. I, I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> That was funny, Johnny. Uh, nobody, was, nobody was watching Doubt, by the way. Uh, hence why it got canceled. Um, mm. But I, I'm looking at these kids, and I had done a kid show a few years before that. I'd done like three episodes of a kid show. One of the kids raises his hand, and he goes, were you on Liv and Maddie? Were you the mean principal? And I go, I was. So the kids lit up, and they wanted to you know, get all of these questions answered. Again, and I read to them, and it was great. And we... Well, the teacher walks me back to the office and she says, thank you so much. And I go, no problem. And she goes, will you wait right here? Because the principal would like to come out. Thank you. Now, at this point, I reach my hand in and I pull out my 25 pictures and I go, oh, and and what should I do with these? And she goes, what are those? And I go, (laughs) I go, my my picture. Oh, wait, it gets worse. I go, my pictures. And she goes, (laughs) <laughs> oh, um, oh, uh, uh, now I get so nervous that I go, uh, I was asked, it says in the email, I could show you the email. And she goes, no, no, I, I, I know it's just, nobody ever does that. Okay, <sighs> so now I feel like the biggest loser. And I go, oh, that, that's okay. Then she goes, no, no, um, 
Meanwhile, the principal is starting to walk out. Now, I just want to give you the visual of there are three women standing around in the office, and I know they're all giving each other big eyes because this mm-hmm. is so awkward at this point. And oh, I my know, God. So the principal comes out. She's thanking me for being there. I'm like, oh, no problem. And the woman goes, well, what? why don't you at least sign them? And I go, oh, oh, okay. okay. I'm, my face is red at this point because oh I know – that when I walk out, they're throwing these away. Aww. And I feel, now, oh, see, it's it's funny, Johnny. It's not awe. I felt like the biggest loser, though, because <laughs> I was the only. But then I talked to a friend of mine who's on the show, and I go, I go, did you do that reading thing? She goes, yeah. And I go, did you bring pictures? She goes, no, who would bring pictures? Okay. <laughs> I'm the biggest <laughs> loser in the entire world. Oh, you don't know. Someone may have that one up in their locker. Honey, nobody does. <laughs> not one person, not one um, kid. I, but I was feeling so good about myself in the classroom and then totally ruined because oh I was the biggest geek in the world. Well, so let, let's backtrack a little bit. Um, w- throughout the season, there's been uh, it's been alluded to repeatedly of your lineage. Let let us say your familiar lineage to show business, mm-hmm. and your mom's been referenced a lot. So you grew up in you grew up uh, next to the industry, right? Because your mom was an actor and your father was an uh, agent, agent and then manager. Yeah. So yes, I'm in the so family business. What in holy hell would make you want to go into this goddamn business, having seen oh it God. firsthand? You literally just spoke the words my father said to me when I said I wanted to be an actress. That is literally what he said. Seriously? He was like, what Seriously. the hell? Wow. Uh-huh. Um, hmm. No, I did. I, I, somebody had approached my parents at one point when I was like 15 and or maybe even I was younger and they said uh, there was talk about me getting an agent. My parents said, absolutely not. Um, they both said, when you're 18, if you want to do it, that's fine. And, uh, I had always wanted to kind of do it. And I, at 18, decided not to go to college and, um, try to become an actress. Oh my God. That's Tara. I did the same thing. I didn't go to college either. I decided not to go to college at 18 and became an actor. Who knew? Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I didn't know that about you. do you regret that at all? Um, you know, here's what's interesting about that. I, so I didn't go to college and literally two weeks out of high school, I got my first like big Broadway touring company. And so I kind of felt I had the dormitory travel. I, I felt I had <laughs> experience, right? You did. In a weird yeah. way, but elevated because it was definitely like, a higher sort of frequency in terms of like doing a show that's, you know, that you need to perform at and you really can't pluck up in because it's a job, you know? Uh, no, I don't regret it. I, I feel like my education could be better. Um, I've tried to make my, I've tried to expand my mind as much as I can, but I've seen a lot of kids waste college. So no regrets. Yeah. You? No, no, uh, I, I no. I absolutely do not. I think I would have partied. I would have, I would have been on academic probation. I would have, and I agree with you. And I mean, I think 
my mom did have one request. She said, you can't get an agent for, which was not a problem because nobody was knocking down my door. But she said, you have to study for two years. Oh. So I, I did. I just uh, immersed myself in an acting class, which was the, the, the very hip class in town for mm-hmm. younger people. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that my mother said that. And, you know, because it, it gave me a great, I'm, uh, I I love acting class. I think acting class is. I think we should always kind of go back for a little refreshers. I agree. Um, but I I so that's what I did, and I actually did not get my first agent until I think I was close. To, I was like 24. So I was a uh, very late late starter as far as you know. But I'm very grateful because I. Once I started working, it was kind of like you know it was yeah. I, I, I've had an incredible career. I really have. Not, you really I'm have. Famous. I'm not famous. No, you have. Famous you're, kind you're, of, yeah. I'm very blessed, and I'm so no. I think I, I I think my path was the exact right path for me. Yeah. Well, and so many people just know you. They know your face. They know your voice. They know you because you've been on so many shows. Uh, you have had and continue to have, Tara, a, a phenomenal career. And I am really excited to the eluded role that you will be playing soon, assuming we all get to go back to work. Um, and uh, I'm excited to see what we come up with in our, in our fall, in our fall season. Um, but why don't we take a little break now? Yeah. And, and when we come back. A, we'll do a recap. Let's do a little recap. Yeah, let's talk about our guests when we come back before we uh, wrap it up for the season. Okay, be right back. And we're back. And we Uh, are back. I know. Um, What a phenomenal lineup of people we've had this year and what great diversity of opinions. I would say we didn't nail the real right-wing guest. No one came to us, but we tried. We tried. We did to try. Get some, yeah, we got some con- some converted Republicans that came on, like Mark Cherry, which I thought was a fascinating interview. That whole, like, that. secret, like, that the, that whole story about the secret Republican underground, basically, group in Hollywood, I thought was, that could be a movie onto itself, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I think there has been... You know, I I loved, loved, loved the, so many people that I uh, was fans of that I didn't necessarily know that, you know, like Michelle heard. And, oh, uh, I know. That, do you remember sitting in the studio crying? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Black, an- Black Angels, when Black, she talked about Black her dad. Angels. Yeah, and she just posted um, a photo of her dad and it just, brought back I wrote on her on her Facebook black angels um that was people shared some extraordinary personal stories on our show and I am so grateful that they felt safe enough to tell us you know um about their lives you know I think that mm-hmm. I think that we all walk around feeling there's a terminology in NAA, I think it is, terminally unique. You're like, no one is like me. No one is going through what I'm going through. You know, we all think like our problems are like so special. But in fact, a lot of us are going through a lot of the same shit, right? Um, 
So it's great to hear the variety of things people are going through and how they've survived them. Um, gives me hope. I I think, yeah, it gives me hope too. And I think in this time uh, of, and when we started the show, Jeremy, remember, half of the shit wasn't happening. I mean, I know. there was there was no COVID. There was no, the, the, the uh, I mean, the things that were happening were black men were being killed and, yeah. and nobody was kind of, but so much has happened since this whole thing has started. And I, I get kind of weirdly emotional over the fact that we going back and looking at, at our guests and the fact that we, we really did try to show different opinions, that didn't yeah. happen. but no, I've loved and I've learned and I've, I've, just it's been such an honor to have all of these people on and it really right. has and i i hope that i hope that the audience gets that too because this right. has never been this has never been like oh shit we have to do another fucking you know podcast this week right. i am truly excited to hear what these people have to say oh yeah um and we've got we may be taking the summer off baby but we got we got a lot of stuff to do when we come back. Well, yeah. I mean, look, we're going to come back. Both conventions will have happened in whatever crazy form they take this year with COVID. Um, how do you think? How do you think the the conventions will go down? What do you think will happen? What's your guess? Um, I think that uh, the delegates that do the actual voting will be probably zoomed in they'll probably be at some large you know i mean i think there'll be some that will go to the convention site and be there because it's a it's a stadium or whatever and there's plenty of room to be you know six feet apart so there'll be some people that are um have you ever been to a to a convention tara no, no. i've been to i've been to two um the first one was an absolute blast magical experience the second one not so much um there is a great sense of festival when you do these you know you you're you're in a new town you're there with thousands of pretty much like-minded people there to nominate your candidates there's this great and the good one there was this great sense of unity and momentum i gotta tell you the one that i went to in philadelphia was a really troublesome one it was a year that hillary got the nomination and there was a ton of strife within the party. There was a lot of young people that were Bernie supporters that were right. frankly nasty and rude, but I like throughout. So there was a very icky feeling to be honest with you. It was also spread out. So anyway, point being is I don't think that these will be that. There won't be all the parties. There won't be all the sort of socializing. It's going to be very like, I think it could be very matter of fact business, you know, like people going up and giving a speech that gets televised. But I think maybe the voting might happen both on the floor and virtually. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I mean, I, I know Trump is trying to have a big convention and, and uh, the governor of uh, North Carolina is saying, uh-uh, you know, we're not going to get sick because of this. Um, so it'll be interesting. I'm most excited and most sort of anticipatory about our VP nominee for the Democratic Party, because I think it's going to be an exciting moment. I think it's going to be a black I think it's going to be, yeah. Uh, yeah, 
I think so too. And I think that, um, yeah, it's truly going to be, I'm feeling more positive yeah. about uh, things than I have in a long, long time, which yeah. is funny because we are in such turmoil right now. But yeah. I, I, I love the fact that I think people, I hate to say this, Johnny, but in a weird way, I think that not that this happened for a reason, but I think the fact that we are in the midst of all of this turmoil will bring people to the polls. Uh, I do I too. People, I do too. And yeah, because I think people are tired of it, and I think they're they're seeing that they have to vote. They well, look at Georgia. Look at Georgia. The primary that yeah. just happened. Yep. Where yep. they had like like two polls. I mean, some ridiculously low number of polling places, and people stood in line until like one in the morning. You know, and they had the biggest voter turnout they've ever had. So it goes to show you that we have the votes to change this country. People just need to fucking show up and vote. And I've got to tell you, if the places out there protesting, all of them, if every single one of those people do not turn up to vote, I'm going to be really mad. (laughs) Because protesting is really important. You know, making the news for these protests, everything that the protesters are doing is really, really important. But they got to vote. Voting is the number one uh, act you can make to change things, in my opinion. So I really hope that, you know, that we see that kind of way we did from the Women's March. You know, the Women's March happened in that next cycle. Women won all kinds of seats, remember, Um, as a direct response to the Women's March. So. Fingers crossed. And I th- and I'm I'm also very hopeful that uh, that there will be, you know, uh, I think in the same way that that happened for the women, I would like to see that happen for the black community, for yes. the Mexican community. For I want people to start because that's when change is made. Yeah. When when you know, uh, and I think that could be so exciting and so. You know, uh, we just, I I cannot tell you how strongly I feel, and especially for our younger people, um, you've got to get out there and you can't, I don't care if you were a Bernie fan, it is so important and and we just, I'll do whatever I have to do. I will drive people to the polls. I will do whatever I have to do to get people to vote. Yeah. Um, and when we when we come back in September, what we talked about with Steve and um, uh, oh my God, Melinda. Uh, Melinda, Melinda. Yeah. Um, I would love for us to do uh, a Zoom like, oh, we letter will. writing party. Okay. Yeah, we'll make a we'll do a special show of that too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're gonna have to get super involved and um, and find ways to reach voters that is not necessarily door to door. Um, you know, I, I don't know what the virus is going to be like in September, October, November, but, um, we got to show up. And I, I actually think, and this is totally anecdotal based on my own way of living right now, but I think we're going to get used to navigating the virus. Meaning if each of us can figure out the safety zones for ourselves, the precautions yep. we could take, right? there's kind of no reason why we can't move on with life in a, in a more cautious way until there's a cure or a, a vaccine. So well, maybe you know, by I'm, November. I'm, yeah. 
I'm, I'm very, I'm someone who believes uh, about like, especially social media, people posting things, you know, that's one of my, my pet peeves. Check to see where the stuff is yes. coming from before you post it. However, I do think I have read several articles now saying that if we all wore our masks, we could, it could be extraordinarily uh, important. And over, and, and, the virus would, would yeah. ostensibly be over because it wouldn't be able to spread. Why are people so stupid, Tara? Please explain. Honey, I, I, I'm, Please. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go at it from this and say, <laughs> all I ask, all I ask of you is, I get it. You feel like your rights are being, you know, infringed upon. They're not, but you feel that way. Right. All I ask is just wear a mask. Well, uh, Governor Newsom just said we have to wear a mask out now. It's the law. Uh, yeah. But I'd, I'd love for people to actually want to because it's not a big deal, guys. Well, Compared yeah. to what most people are dealing with. Wearing I mean, it's not a big deal. I loved uh, when Alec Mappa was talking about like, how everyone's saying it's like the flu and whatever. And he's like, you can't, you can't. Oh, you know, it's a, it's a, um, about swimming pools and like how the safe, they, they try to compare it to the safety of swimming pools. And he's like, you can't catch a swimming pool at a supermarket. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's like the comparisons people make to things that are completely nonsensical, you know, these uh, be like wearing a mask or believing there's a virus. Really? You have to believe there's a virus. You really think you really think governments around the world and every major medical, you know, organization around the world is uh, partaking in hoax? Yeah, I mean, come on, give me a break. Yeah, give me a break. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, ah, uh, okay. Well, we live in a big country, in a big world, and I'm really glad we have this place that you and I and our friends and people that want to come on and talk get to give their opinions. And we are going to continue to do so come September, because it's going to be a big, big election year, and I'm super excited about it. And I'm hoping that everybody uh, during the summertime has an incredible summer, and that if you're protesting, be safe. Get out there, though. What you're doing is huge and cool and fabulous, and, and if you're, you know, if you're feeling nervous or anxious. Stay home. Stay home. Uh, but I'm going to quote what Stephen Melinda said last week, with a, which is action is the best antidote to anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you are feeling those things, start writing letters or start calling or start getting involved somehow. And um, yeah, but I can't thank you guys enough for allowing us the the great honor of doing this podcast every week. Thank you. you know? Absolutely. Thank you for tuning in, for telling your friends about it. You have all summer to re-listen to our show, Twenty now 22 episodes. Um, Nobody's going to want to hear the show again, Johnny. Nobody. <laughs> yes, they are. Um, and no, I'm I talking guess, about our episode, not the rest of them. They should all um, want to listen to. I'm not so sure about that. I'm, I'm so kidding. Sure We're that. adorable. We're adorable. <laughs> Uh, well, Tara, I guess I will not see you next Tuesday, um, no. but but come Tuesday, you will think of me saying that, won't you? 
Every week, Johnny. Every hmm. fucking week. Maybe I'll just call you on a Tuesday morning and just say, you know what? see you that's next okay. Tuesday. That's, that's okay, sweetie. That's okay. No I'm need to? Okay. Now I'm going to turn okay. my phone off. Um, I love you, Johnny. Bellico. I love you. And um, everybody, please, please, please stay safe, stay healthy, and um, we will see you. See you in September. Is that a song? You know, Yes. Never heard of it. Sorry. Well, it's an old song anyway. I was going to say it before my time. Uh, don't you dare. Don't you dare. All right. Calm down, Grandma. Uh, all right. Love you. Right. And I Love will see you. you in September. Bye. All right, kids. Bye. Bye.